Welcome to the second episode of the Two Compas Basketball Podcast, where we recap the NBA draft and all the trades and signings that occurred this past week. We have a spicy episode coming up, so stay tuned. But first, know it all, go crazy on them. We back, thriving. We did a big last week. We're going to do a big again this week. I'm here with my co-host, Liam. Liam, how you feeling, buddy? Feels great to be back. I'm excited to get going. Yeah, we talk are. Talk about some draft fallout. Talk about some trades, free agency, college basketball starting this week. It's, it's an exciting this week, week for us. Finally, oh my god, I cannot wait. Baylor has a little bit, ter- a little tournament going on, so it'll be fun Ooh. seeing them play Arizona State. Yeah. Uh, I want to, I want to thank all our uh, listeners <laughs> that listened in the first week and all their support. It was uh, really appreciated, and uh, Liam and I are humbled, humbled by the response. Oh. So humbled. <laughs> All right. So now let's uh, let's just dive right in. We had a huge. Honestly, I was like telling Liam this. We we had a huge week last week with the draft, all the trades, and everything that was coming in. And I was like, I was debating doing two episodes, but honestly, I think we could. I think we could mostly summarize everything in, in this episode because we had yeah. a lot to get through, and it was like it was so much fun just following the whole week. So much fun. Mm-hmm. Man, that is a packed kind of a little period there like usually there's a few days between draft and free agency right but it was like oh yeah draft's done free agency's like tomorrow and people are flying off the board teams are pooping their pants and uh (laughs) signing guys to huge contracts and god like it was just a it's fun to see those teams do bad but there's some good teams out there as well yeah that's true that's true i feel like a lot of it the free agency class wasn't great so i feel like a lot of people some players probably took advantage of that and um people where some teams are desperate and they just pulled they pulled the trigger with all that cap space so i'm looking at you jeremy grant christian Wood. <laughs> those are the guys who took advantage malik beasley yeah <laughs> honestly yeah literally and then uh i don't know the debatable gordon hayward but we'll get into that later oh, gordon it. hayward definitely took advantage <laughs> <laughs> he took advantage one of a bad free agency class and two of a bad badly run team in charlotte that's just like yeah we'll give him a ton of money why not True. That's true. I'm a little biased. Um, Gordon Hayward is one of my favorite players, but I have to agree with you there. That's uh, 120 million. Oh, Whew. that's a lot. All right. Okay. So first, we'll dive into. We'll recap the top five picks since we had bets on those. We'll talk about them a little bit. See how each player fits on which team, and um, we'll just go from there. So uh, I don't know if you want to start, Liam, with what you think about the, the top five. You can go from five to one, one to five, up to you. <coughs> or we could take turns. Um, we'll take turns for each pick. Yeah, we'll talk about each one. But yeah, we might as well start at the top. I'm a I'm a Timberwolves fan. I gotta I gotta admit I'm not a diehard Timberwolves fan. I'm more uh, more diehard Kentucky. Um, yeah. I kind of just like the NBA for for fantasy for betting and for uh, for just kind of <laughs> yeah, following yeah. storylines. Not really that invested in the T Wolves, but I did want them just to. Uh, I do want to see them have success, and I don't really love the pick of Anthony Edwards. Like he seems like he okay. really really needs the ball to have success, and like there's already two super ball dominant guys there in. Um, in uh in towns in russell mm-hmm. and edwards is kind of like <clears throat> you know he, he just started playing basketball like a few years ago he's still pretty raw like he seems like a bit more of a project than i would have liked at, at pick number one i mean i know everyone had him ranked high up there but i like i just don't love the i just don't love the feel gut instinct don't love it so far <laughs> um, and well, well both we'll of us had happens. uh yeah, both of us had LaMelo Ball 
on our board for as number one, right? So if that's any indication of how we kind of felt about who should have gone where, then that's yeah. where you will be. But it's mostly, I feel, I kind of agree with you. Like, he did come in pretty late um, into, like, basketball compared to the other prospects that we saw in the draft. Um, I think a majority of it was just because he's kind of, like, a freak of nature. He's a big boy. He he's is. a super he athletic. He's a great athlete. Yeah, super athletic, um, goes downhill really hard and just like, I feel like that's the type of versatility maybe the Timberwolves needed in a way because you have like these methodical players like Carl Anthony Towns, like Carl Anthony Towns not like a rough shot. He's a very skilled, like gets you a lot of points, gets you a lot of assists, very cerebral player. And I think DeAndre Russ is the same way. Um, so I think they need someone that was like really tough, can uh, just basically a, bi- a big guy that can just get, get down in the paint drive make something happen and um because like honestly i feel like deandre russell's like a, i swear uh allergic to the free throw line guy guys barely any free throws oh yeah so no, i feel like yeah. so i feel like you have you need someone tough like that um they needed a shooting guard so that fills a position too um and um i feel like it was a pretty decent pick i think it was best fit i don't think it was best talent but i think it was best fit yeah was, uh, okay, yeah i don't mind i don't mind the fit you're right i'm yeah. just a little bit lower on it than most people We'll That's see what fair. happens. He'll probably yeah. what'll end up happening is he'll probably put up pretty good stats on a bad team that does nothing because they're a bad team that's gonna do nothing. And he'll probably have decent stats. So. I don't know. We'll see. I think they're gonna go I think they're gonna sneak into the playoff spot with the addition of you Ricky do. Rubio. With the addition of Rick Rubio, I, I, I think the I think they could I like Rubio as an as an ad, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I would be shocked if that team made the playoffs with the strength of teams <laughs> in the Western Conference. That's fair. That's fair. Um okay, so we'll move on to the second. Uh, the second pick was James Wiseman to Golden State Warriors. What do you think about that one? Uh, talk about good fit, right? Like if, if we yeah. think Edwards is a good fit there, then this definitely fit the bill in terms of uh, in terms of franchise and what they need. Um, so I think it's I think it's a strong pick. It kind of it kind of was interesting that like it was right around that time that Clay Thompson they were fearing he ruptured his Achilles since yeah. been confirmed. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe. It seems like they kind of stuck to their plan, which was to pick Wiseman all along. Maybe they, yeah. you think they need yeah. some guard help now. Um, but yeah, I like Wiseman's kind of like Edwards. I like his physical presence and and his skill. Not sure I love the attitude and um, and kind of the mental side of, of basketball, which is still a pretty important side of the of, of basketball. But if he's he's going to a team with a good culture, so if he's going to learn how to how to be mentally strong and how to how to prepare um, to be an NBA player, then it's it's a good fit for him. And any any um, any of the draft prospects would have been lucky to go to Golden State. Yeah, I totally so. agree with that. Um, I think the culture is there. So anyone who would have went went in there, whether it was Edwards, Wiseman, or or Ball, um, would have been really lucky to to uh, to go there. So I agree. I definitely agree at that point. I know it's kind of weird because, like you said, it was like the time where Clay Thompson just picked up that injury. I think it, was it the day before. It happened or day of where they I didn't have a diagnosis was, yeah it was the writing was kind of on the wall like this yeah. is pretty bad mm-hmm. i don't think that yeah. there's any uh confirmed diagnosis but it kind of felt yeah. like oh okay yeah, yeah. exactly so at that point it's like there was question marks to like the golden state pick are they going to pick a guard to kind of fill in to what uh like the void of like clay thompson because maybe it was looking really bad he's going to be out for the whole season um there's a lot of question marks there at the end of the day they went with the guy they probably wanted all along, James Wiseman. So yeah. I give him credit for having that resolve because I feel like a lot some organizations would just panic and try just to fill yeah. in that player, like and just maybe pick the wrong person. So yeah, agree. 
So I kind of rate it there. I think they needed a big man. Because honestly, I think Draymond's clock is ticking. I don't think he's going to be the same sure. Draymond he's been when he was like, the like all defensive team and de- defensive player of the year and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, their I whole team's it, clock is kind of ticking, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah, with, with Clay out for another year now. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's the thing. Like Steph Curry's clock's ticking, but he's more of a play, he's a he's a great shooter, right? So you, you could last longer in the league being of a course, great shooter. Of Dr- Draymond is like all hustle, all defense, all emotion, right? So that's kind of yeah. hard when you get older to keep that up at a high level. Um, so I think that I, I like how they got a, a big man to kind of back up Draymond. Um, I don't think they would ask a lot of him right right out of the gate, which is I think what he needs. They'll develop him well. Um, I, yeah. th- I feel like he has great movement. He has great feet, and uh, I feel like he's going to fit really well with Golden State. So I like I like that for Golden State. So I got a question for you: as a yeah. Draymond as a mentor, do you think Draymond's a good mentor for him or not? Because I think it can go one of two ways. Like I re- I think Draymond's going to be really hard on him. And I don't know, it seems like draft prospects these days are softer and softer by the year. Like, don't yell at me, Draymond. I know, <laughs> don't yell at me. Like, I could see yeah. it going that way and Wiseman just not being ready for that and not, not being down for that. Yeah, honestly, like, I honestly, that's a great question because you see the, you saw the Draymond when KD was there and then yeah, they, had exactly. that, they had that huge conflict. Yeah, so you see that yeah. part of Draymond, but you also see Draymond being a, a great leader, like from what people have said. I, I, I agree, I just... I think it's more uh, like the Wiseman character that would be a problem. And yeah. KD was kind of a baby about that too, I think. Exactly, yeah. Um, but like, honestly, like no shot at KD because I know him personally, so I don't want to like throw any shade. Um, <laughs> but uh, like tweeting at me with the... Yeah, exactly, with, with the burner account. With his burner, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nets, number one Nets fan at D. Jonathan Ayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I know. podcast down. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna give us a one star. We don't want that. Um, yeah, there goes our chance of ever bringing on Kevin Durant. Yeah, <laughs> call him a baby. Yeah, uh, like I don't. Yeah, like I agree. Like he, I don't think he had that type of mental fortitude to to like deal with someone as emotional as like Draymond is. Um, so I don't know Wiseman's like personality really. I didn't really look into that, and he only played a little bit in college, so I couldn't speak to like a lot of. I watched like we watched a lot of college basketball, but he didn't play much of it, so. We, we didn't really watch the to... first three Memphis games of the season. Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't have those marked down on my calendar, so I could I no. couldn't help you there. Yeah, so um, yeah, I hope he does. Um, for his sake, I I like to be optimistic. I feel like Draymond will be a good leader for him, and uh, I hope they can make something out of him. To be honest, I really do. I think he could yeah. be a good player. Hopefully, uh, he can rise to the challenge. Yeah, exactly. So we'll move on to on. the third the third pick, which was Lamelo Ball. One of the coveted ball prizes of this draft to Charlotte. Yeah, I love what this. I love this. I think that's just what they need. Um, like a guy who's going to draw eyeballs to the screen, fans to the seats, if that's ever allowed to happen again. Um, yeah. And just kind of a franchise face to build around. A like super young, say what you want about his family, but he's famous. He's going to bring people in. I think he's the most skilled player in the draft. His, his passing skill is the best skill in the draft. Um, yeah. I think he could be the best player in the draft, highest upside. Um, I don't think they're like, yeah, they had what Graham and Rozier last year. Don't think those are guys that you're like, oh, these are the guys taking us to the promised land. So I have no problem yeah. with them taking a guard there. Um, mm-hmm. So I really like that pick. That's probably my favorite in the top five. Yeah, I agree. It's I'm definitely my favorite in the top five. Yeah, we like, like, like I said, we both had him at number one. So I think we're both in agreement that he was a uh, the best talent there. Um, uh, like we said, everyone had their quirks going into it, but definitely overall best talent. 
high ceiling was LaMelo Ball. So I'm ecstatic for Charlotte. They needed something to invigorate that franchise. I was like literally so dead. Yeah. Like, it was it was ridiculous. It was so sad to see. Like, for some reason, like if you're if you're watching Game Pass, I, had, I bought Game Pass a couple years ago, and I would throw on a Charlotte game just for fantasy reasons. I had a couple players maybe playing yeah. against Charlotte, and like, man, it was brutal. You know, like, it was so Cody Zeller. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 man, it was it, it was it was so brutal. It was actually like brutal watching those. Like, there was no one one fantasy wise. There was no one you really wanted other than Kemba Walker at the time, and mm-hmm. two, like it's just like you you watch them play. And you just see Nicholas Batum coming <laughs> off the bench, and after they paid like so much money for him, you're like, what? What is? What is this franchise doing right now? Yeah. Like, I just don't understand. And it's just so t- sad to see. But it's, I'm really happy that someone like Lamelo Ball, like you said, having fan, will bring fans to their seats when obviously fans are allowed. People watching on TV, um, they're gonna be a fun team to watch. Uh, at the time when they picked it, without making any other moves, I was super ecstatic because it's just gonna. I think they're gonna give Lamelo the, the keys, and he's just gonna run with it. He seemed very happy to go at the time when he just got drafted. Um, so I think he's going to do a really good job there. And obviously, Michael Jordan gave the green light for that to happen, obviously. So I think he has some confidence in the medal to be able to carry the franchise somewhere. So that's exciting to see. Yeah. Well, I, um, imagine if Michael Jordan was like, no, I don't I don't like his dad. So we're going to yeah. take... Uh... I don't know, Obi Toppin instead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, if if Lamelo didn't, I mean, if uh, Michael didn't sign off on Lamelo, someone's getting fired. <laughs> like someone would have yeah. got fired the day after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The fall yeah, guy, so... the Michael Jordan fall guy, would have been fired. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so number four. This one was a bit of a surprise. Um, this was definitely. I want to hear your. Th- I want to hear your thoughts on this one. Uh, but Patrick Williams to Chicago. What do you? How do you feel about that one? I mean, I had him as a riser, but I didn't have him rising this high. I thought this was a bit of a stretch. This yeah. guy didn't even start in college. I know. <laughs> like, Florida State's a good team, and they're they're kind of one of those college teams where you're not going to have anyone stand out um, because they all kind of, what do they go, like, eight or nine deep? They all play almost the same, not the same, but a similar allotment of minutes. Um, yeah. So you can't really have a star stand out on that team. So maybe they're mm-hmm. like, oh. Once this guy actually has a bit more freedom, he'll be good, which is kind of yeah, weird to say going into the NBA, but sometimes that's how, how it happens. No, I, uh, I agree. I, I, think, bit... uh, I agree with you there. I, I think that the system they had in place there didn't allow for there to be a star. So I totally agree yeah, with you there that sure. um, it's hard to to see someone for the true talent. So I guess that's where they have workouts and stuff like that. But I agree with you there. Yeah, I thought it, I still thought it was a bit of a, a bit of a reach um, yeah. for a guy that we haven't seen a ton from. I mean, I guess he's he'll score a little bit. Uh, I haven't heard great raves about his defense and there's definitely some better defenders on the board um, for a team that lacks defense. Got, got guys like Zach Levine out there playing no defense. So I, I did, um, I did hear he could guard like multiple positions and stuff. I don't know if I would, like I said, I wouldn't think he's the best defensively, but I definitely think he's versatile in that, in that like way. So. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really like that pick. I thought that was a bit of a reach. Um, yeah kind of i don't know the bulls don't really know what they're doing right so it's a uh, pretty on brand <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly what do you think and and it's funny because the bulls um i don't know if you heard this but like they were planning they either re- someone reported that either the bulls offered or golden state asked for um it was wendell carter jr and this and like their pick for the second overall pick and so like if that went through, that would have been really interesting because then Golden State could have had Wendell Carter Jr. at like center, would have traded down because they wouldn't need a center anymore in Wiseman, 
and they could have got maybe like a shooting guard or like a, a forward whatever they needed to fill at that time mm-hmm. and they wouldn't pressure to like kind of missing out on like a top three one of the top three guaranteed talents like that everyone was thinking so that would have been interesting to see because i feel like that would have altered a lot of where they would have like picked right so yeah i know if, if golden if that trade was available and golden state should have taken it for sure but i don't yeah. like i don't know why chicago would do that i think wendell carter's pretty good yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm I'm not sure if it just for a two. Yeah, two I'm not card, sure like who asked. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure if like Golden State asked or if like um, if Chicago uh, offered it. Like I, I'm assuming like if I was Chicago, I'd obviously say no. Like that for me, I like yeah. Wendell Carter Jr. and the fourth pick. Uh, but yeah, back to like the fourth pick, Patrick Williams definitely a surprise for me. That was the first time I'm like whoa until we got to the next one that we're gonna talk about for the fifth. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, uh, but I think he's like he defend multiple positions. Uh, I agree with you that there wasn't one kind of main guy in co- like on his college team. He went to Florida State, right? So yeah. there wasn't one main guy on that team that could flourish. So in that in that aspect, I think it was kind of tough for him to show like NBA scouts what he really had, unless you like worked out privately or anything like that. Um, so I, I agree. I was a, bit, a little bit shocked, but I don't know. I kind of like it in a way for Chicago, but I definitely think they could have went on to like pick someone else. Um, that went like six, seven, eight, or even nine. Yeah. Hey, maybe he'll be the next Auto Porter Junior. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> you just get. You can't get. Tra- well, I mean, he's starting off Chicago. He didn't get traded to Chicago and like ruined his career. But who knows? Could be the other way, maybe. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Um, so we go. We'll go to five. So five. We got Isaac Okoro to Cleveland Cavs. How do you feel about that one? Again, not a great pick. I just think he's like he's obviously a good defender. I just think he does not have the offensive game to be a top five pick. Like, I think even a guy like Devin Vassell is almost just as good a defender and has a little bit more shooting. Like, Isaac Okoro was passing up open threes last year in college. Yeah, no, like, I don't no. know. That's not, that's not a guy that you want um, at fifth overall <laughs> when I think there's better options on the board. Like, I know yeah, Cleveland I sucks at defense and you're going to value defense, but I just thought, like, I thought Vassell was a better prospect. I thought guys like Halliburton were better prospects. Oh, yeah. Oh, my um, God. Halliburton slipping. Oh, that was like a shocker. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I don't know why they really made that pick. But uh, I don't know. Get some defense in there to uh, yeah. to help out everyone else who doesn't defend. I don't yeah. know why. People are saying like, people are saying like, oh, but they just drafted Garland and Sexton. So you can't draft another guard. But same thing with like Charlotte's like, okay is Garland and Sexton taking you to the promised land? Like, why can't you draft another guard? <laughs> exactly. And like, and like the thing is also in that same token, like they had, uh, Onyeko Kongwu like on the board too, but like, yeah. obviously like they have Kevin Love and you have Andre Drummond. So at that point, it's like either way, you're going to clog one, um, kind of one like side of the court up, either your backcourt or your frontcourt. Uh, but the only thing that with, like, um, Kevin Love and Drummond, you have a lot of money invested in there. So I think they're like, you know what, we're just going to, draft a guard because there's two rookies there or not rookies but young players on rookie contracts so it, it's a better shot taking it there rather than like a, a center yeah yeah interesting i don't know yeah so that, that was that was honestly isaac Okuru, that was a shocker for me like more than anything that was yeah. like the, 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 i was like whoa what the hell he did have a lot of like five around the five and six range hype i think he was like i think he had him going 10 or nine or something when we did the uh when we did the mock draft or like we were saying our top 15 players. Yeah. We had him in our top 15. I think I had him closer to 15 than to five. Yeah. I had him, I had him 10 going to Phoenix before the, the Chris mm-hmm. Paul trade. 
Um, or yeah. no, it was after the Chris Paul trade, I think. I don't know. Was it before or after the draft? I don't remember. Everything's like a blur now. That would have made uh, more sense. I didn't. I didn't like yeah. Phoenix's picket either. Oh, that was that was, a re- that was a reach and a half. It's a huge reach. That was a reach and a half. Um, and then yeah, so I think he's a, he's definitely one of the best defenders in the draft, though. Like we could, I think we could agree there. So that I see the yeah. value. And it's funny, yeah. Kevin Love tweeted at, tweeted at um uh, at a career or something like that, saying, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna start defending or something like that." Like something like encouraging like his defensive <laughs> ability. I'm like, okay, Kevin Love, you're still yeah. gonna be like bo- bottom three in the NBA. Like it doesn't really matter. Yeah, big um, things coming for Cleveland. They yeah, can finally yeah. play defense. They're yeah. going to shoot up the standings. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, couldn't shoot that much. <laughs> I mean, I don't honestly don't even know what to think of Cleveland's like team. I don't even know what they exactly need. I'll tell I'll tell you what to think of it. You think it's bad, <laughs> and they're gonna win, lose a lot more games than they win. Yeah, that's true. Does that help you know what to think that, about them? <laughs> honestly, you help me so much. But but that well, I guess you, you you're tanking for that 2021 draft and potentially 2022. Yeah. Right? The drafts you said are gonna be really good. Um, the 2021 obviously we you have uh, played the Cade Cunningham, um, and the yeah. Green. So like you have a lot of good prospects coming, and then 2022. I think or twenty three is when the drafts like where they could possibly could start bringing in high school players. Saw, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's that's a big one too. So that's where all the teams are kind of. If you're not tanking now, then you better start thinking about it. If you're like the fringe, those fringe teams, because yeah. these next few couple of drafts are going to be amazing. And I think um, if you're not contending, you might as well start tanking. I feel like Cleveland could kind of like a team like Cleveland, team like I don't know Detroit is kind of like. They're like, yeah, like we got this big plan. We're going to tank for the good players in the next couple of drafts. And they're just doing that because they're actually bad and they'll, they they yeah. know they'll probably mess it up. But they're like, oh, yeah, this is our plan. It's to lose. Like this is our plan to lose. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you see yeah. us losing, it's all going according to plan. And they're just going to mess up those drafts anyway. It's kind of yeah. like how Dev manages his fantasy teams. He's just like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to trade all my good players and lose on purpose. And that this is the plan. And trust yeah. me, it'll work out. And it's. It just never kind of works out for them. No, it never does. When you force too much, I feel like it never works unless you have like those scouting, like scouting in your organization that could pull out um, the exact like player that they want and pull out the best out of them. Um, but it's a lot of the times it's, it's kind of tough. Like look at, for example, look at the 76ers, like that process took a long yeah. time and multiple duds, like multiple duds. And that was also to, like, back when the lottery was easier to win as the worst exactly, team, right? Exactly. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Like you had like the what the Jalil Okafors, who else did they draft? Oh yeah, uh, Nerlens Noel, right? Um, they hit one with Embiid. They hit one. one they for got Thibion it. They, early, early big they, man. They they draft Simmons was number one, so they hit there. Obviously, it's a no brainer. They hit with Markel Embiid. Fultz was a was a bit Markel of a disaster Fultz, too. Yeah, like, it was board. like it was like they had multiple 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 duds before they actually got to two really good players. So it just like I don't know, like maybe a lot of teams won't have that luxury other than Oklahoma City. To have multiple, multiple, yeah. like, first-round well, picks. So it's I like you bringing up Oklahoma City. That's a franchise I actually trust to do good with their draft picks. Just yeah. I just trust them more than a team like Detroit or, like, Cleveland. I feel like, yeah, you guys are losing with kind of without a plan. Oklahoma City's actually kind of got a plan. So Yeah, exactly. You, know, you just get those feeling on certain teams you trust to draft well, certain teams you just know they're going to mess it up. That's fair. That's fair. All right, so we'll move on because you talked about the top five. We'll move on to the steals of the draft. So just we could just ring off a couple that we feel players that we felt out either in the second round, late first round, even mid first round that we feel like felt like really slipped or the teams that like really pass on them for no reason or maybe they had a reason, but we didn't think it was a good one. But uh, well, I'll let you ring off a couple and then I'll tell you a couple of mine. 
man, I really liked, uh, I'm going to show Toronto some love. I love the Raptors draft and I'm not, I don't, I'm not a huge Raptors guy because I don't know everyone. I'm kind of late to the bandwagon there. Don't want to, don't want to seem like a bandwagoner, but, um, I don't know. It's fun when the Canadian team does well, obviously. Of as course, Canadians. of course, yeah. Um, but I think I think picking Malachi Flynn at what were they twenty nine? They were twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a great pick. Just what the doctor ordered for them. He's <laughs> going to be, and they re-signed Fred Van Vliet. So yeah, I don't know. So that, that was a, that was on the brink. Culture, man. Yeah, that was a brink of like whether they didn't know Freddie was going to sign or not. Right? He signed, uh, yeah. I believe, yesterday. So and that what we're recording the twenty third. So he signed the twenty second, and. Like a lot of Toronto fans were happy, and like I think that was kind of like a cushion to prepare themselves to maybe like amp up their guard situation. With it's not a replacement for Fred VanVleet because you can't replace Fred VanVleet if he were to leave, but it was definitely more for like Terrence Davis fill in a couple uh, other guard spots that in case Fred VanVleet was gone, you kind of just need to throw in someone in there and hopefully to fill a fill a partial void because you can't fill it before to Fred VanVleet. So I think they did really well at that aspect. Yeah, just the the comparisons with and the parallels with Van Vliet are just so so clear for Flynn. Like undersized guard, played at a, not a big school, played there for a few years. What did Flynn play three years? I think Van Vliet played four. Yeah, um, I, I know. I know Van Vliet like played four for sure. I'm not sure. I think Flynn was yeah. three. Yeah. Feisty defensively, just guys you can trust. Were on winning teams in their uh, in their college careers at least. For Flynn's last year, Van Vliet was with his Wichita State teams were good. I don't know. You just I just love those picks, college players who lasted a little bit longer in college and really ironed out their games. I think he he helps yeah. them win right away. I agree. I totally agree. That was a, a good steal. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll say one of mine for now, and then you will, I'll get back to you for another years. I honestly yeah. think, and we talked about this guy in the in our pre-draft analysis. I want my guy Tyrell Terry. I yeah, thought he was. In, he was on my I thought. List. He, I thought he was going to go in the first round, <laughs> to be honest. I thought he was going to go yeah. like late first round, maybe like 25, 26, something like that. Um, I had him my top 15 because I was so high on him. But he went – he ended up going 30, 31st in the second round to Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. I love I love what the Mavs are doing, man. They Like they drafted Terry. He's going to be a great microwave shooter, scorer. Um, they, they traded away Seth Curry. I think Terry yeah. can – come right oh, in and yeah. play kind I of agree. that role like that. And they, yeah. uh, they traded him for Josh Richardson, who I think is going to not going to be a shooter like Curry, but it'll help out defensively, which He's a great they kind of need yeah. next to Luca, mm-hmm. really good defender. So I yeah. really like what they're done, what they're doing. Yeah. And yeah, getting Terry at 31 was a big part of that. That's yeah. I think that was a steal because um, not only can they help, like he could like not saying he's going to be an impact player right away, but they could wait because they have so many good, so much good young talent. And one of like a future probably MVP in Luka Doncic, um, so yeah. they, they don't have to like they don't have to hit on uh, Terry right away. They can wait one or two seasons for him to develop, and I think he's gonna alleviate pressure from Luka so much. Um, they don't need him to like run the offense. He could just literally spot up and shoot. He could go off the screens and shoot. Like I think he, there's so much they can do with him, and they, they have time to do it. And I think it was just a great pick for Dallas. I think I think like Mark Cuban was like laughing when they saw he was still on the board and they yeah. drafted him. See Dallas, another team I trust to to hit draft picks. Yeah, just you know, they seem to do it a lot. Yeah. Um, so, by the um, way, guys, on the subject of the Mavericks, uh, twenty five <laughs> to one NBA champion for uh, for next year. Whoa, that's what they're actually? sitting at. I think that's yeah. I think that's a, I sprinkled a little bit myself. Uh, oh, for those okay, betters okay. out there listening, twenty five to one. That's actually I, think I'm not, I didn't know any odds. That actually is very surprising to me. Yeah. 
potential MVP this year, really making some strong moves to complement him. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's a good shout at 25. I agree. Yeah. We'll talk about that more near the end of the pod when we get Liam's locks in and we talk about betting with our foremost expert on anything to do with giving away money and possibly getting it back. All right. Possibly. Rarely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So do you have another one of your steals that you want to talk about? I know we both agreed on Terry. Yeah, I think uh, Memphis also had a really good draft. And they got Desmond Bain in the second round. Don't know what pick it was. Um, but Bain was oh, another guy I was really him, high on him, before. They got him 30. Oh, they got 30? So in I guess that's... One. So, yeah, close to yeah, basically okay. second, yeah. Close to second. But yeah. Yeah, I thought that's a really strong pick. Another lights-out shooter. I just love when you can go grab a guy who's a shooter. Um, just because we just saw in the finals, guys like Duncan Robinson get drafted late. Or was he even drafted at all? I don't think so. Duncan Robertson? Uh, Duncan Robinson? Robinson, I'm not sure. I think he was unsigned free agent, but like, yeah, I'll get back to you. But yeah, guys that can shoot the lights out. And I just really like how Memphis is building a, a strong young team needed a probably wing is where they, where they'd want him most. And yeah. Um, strong shooter like that to compliment Morant and Jackson, another team that's moving in the right direction. I think. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I actually had Desmond Bain on my list as well. Um, to, to note that he, he was a senior as well. So you, you kind of love those players that are like yeah. seniors coming into yeah. the draft. They're, a lot of them are already like they're in their headspace. They're already NBA players. They don't really need maturity anymore. They just need to kind of know the, the way the NBA played. And then they just jump right in there and like help out as a key role player. So I definitely like yeah, that. Yeah, and those, those are the guys you can find as steals because teams are like, oh, this guy's 22. We need to draft a 19-year-old who's not even close to being ready to help us. When you can get a 22-year-old who is more ready to help. So for teams that are contending, I think that's where you can find value and find steals. Not saying Memphis is a title contender, but I think they're they're building towards being a definitely a playoff contender, right? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um he, like having a player like with like experience like that who could who could kind of support John Morant, create space for him as a great shooter. Like you said, he's a knockdown shooter. Um he, he actually contributed a lot to like the TCU's like success when, when they had success in college um so i think a lot of it could be um very beneficial for people like like jaron jackson jr um john Morant, even like dylan brooks who he's probably going to competing for that same position but dylan brooks can move to the three if he has to they'll have two really good shooters and i think i don't know i don't think he'll be into implement it right away you're not choosing like a top talent it doesn't bane is still like not like a top three top five top ten talent but i think he definitely could be yeah. serviceable for for Memphis for sure. sure. I like that one. Um if for one of mine, I actually want to talk about him really quickly. How about Nico Mannion to the Golden State Warriors? So that's that's one I don't like as much. So maybe this like where it? we get into an argument. No, okay, I don't really like okay. that one. Alright, okay, let's get into it. So uh, this is why I like him. So w- this was before they knew like anything was wrong with, with Clay Thompson or anything like that. Like they knew he was injured, but they didn't know the extent of the injury. Um so they drafted him in the f- second round number 48 so in terms of steel i really like that as a steal coming out of high school he was a top 10 uh, recruit he went to arizona yeah yeah he went to arizona they weren't the greatest but he played pretty well like i wouldn't say he was like one of the best players in college but he played pretty well um he's not the greatest like physically he's not gifted like he's not like a big guy or super quick but he's an exceptional passer um he he's very smart um he's a good shooter which he could definitely help out Steph Curry with like maybe like as a bench role coming off the bench, making some plays, facilitating um, the offense. And I feel like 
that is like an amazing pick for Golden State Warriors, and it's a very like Golden State Warriors type pick, in my opinion. Yeah, I I kind of get what your points and what you're saying. Like it it is he does kind of fit the Bills' potential steal. Like was really highly rated coming out of high school. Maybe didn't have the yeah. best, didn't quite live up to expectations. I would say for for college, yeah. but um, still obviously someone with talent. Um, I don't think he'll have a big impact right away. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not as big on that one. I don't know why. He's just like another. I feel like I trust guys who are like responsible with the ball, um, and I don't think he totally fits that bill. Um, and yeah, it was a little disappointing last year, so I, I don't absolutely love it. But yeah, I could see fair. the I could see the route um, to him being a steal. And again, Golden State Warriors, great culture, great landing spot for any prospect. So maybe maybe they if they see something in him, then then that's another team I trust to, <laughs> yeah. to develop okay. players, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, like I said, like we're we're talking steals here, right? So, I, like for me, him, like I wouldn't be talking about him as much if he went like in the first round in like the twenties. Oh yeah, I would have been like, okay, sure, why not? But like him going at forty eight, great high school prospect. He was in, coming from a high school. People thought he was gonna be like a lottery pick. So like just yeah. because he had like an average or to good season in a in a team that wasn't like amazing, I think. I think it's definitely a good value for Golden State. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you said it at 48 overall. If you get any kind of contributor contributor at all in the future, like that's you've hit. Yeah, like if that yeah, guy 100%. has any role on your team, basically, it's a hit. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> so, I agree. And then I want to talk about this last one. I want to talk about this last okay. one. I think we we both will agree. Um, this is a guy. He went in the first round, um, and he's a Kentucky guy. And I think he's amazing value from where he went. I had him in my top 15. Um, but how about Tyrese Maxey to Philadelphia? Yeah. Oh, thank, thankfully you said that. If you, I thought yeah. you were going to say – well, I didn't think, but <laughs> thankfully you didn't say Manuel quickly as a, yeah. as a steal. But, yeah. No. Yeah, I, I agree. Was, I Tyrese Maxey fits really well on the Sixers. Um, yeah. Another score, a bit of a – he's got a – he's not a great three-point shooter, but I could definitely mm-hmm. see him develop into a better one. Uh, yeah, I love what the Sixers are doing as well. By the way, I think yeah. they're definitely going to be a strong contender. More, it's it's crazy. Daryl Morey, who I think is a great, fantastic actually GM, goes in there and immediately it's like waves his wand and he's he's got the perfect, maybe not the perfect, but a much better team to complement the the two big stars there than uh than was before. I agree. I totally agree. Um, I love that pick. Someone that could help make play, uh, as a playmaker coming off the bench to help. Uh, facilitate yeah. different things when Ben Simmons is off. Um, like he's a not great shooter, but he can like his shot's not broken. You could develop into a decent one. Um, he's a good driver. Drives the lane he's really a great, well. Yeah, yeah. For and an undersized so, guy. Exactly, and like like I said, they just needed that second playmaker coming off the bench to make something happen when Ben Simmons is not there. They got him at twenty one. He's a Kentucky player. We've seen how well Kentucky players have done uh, coming out of the yeah. draft. So they might not sure. win a lot in college in terms of NCAA tournaments, but they could sure make great prospects in the NBA. Yeah. So yeah, too young to ever win in the college. Yeah. College. Yeah. I agree. No, not that much experience unless you have you an Anthony a Davis. Upperclassmen. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. there's, there's an but, extent to which like, if you have a yeah. player that good, then you'll win, but yeah, exactly. I feel you need a couple upperclassmen to actually contend, which is why I thought they're going to be good last year. Shame. They would have won that tournament. They had a couple of sophomores. No, that, and that, 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 was, that was Baylor's name all over that trophy. Mm. No cap. No cap. We'll never know. We'll be arguing about that for the rest of our lives and we'll never have any way to find out. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So I think that'll conclude our kind of steals out of the draft. Honestly, 
I really like this draft because you got so much value so deep in, and I like what a lot of teams have done, which kind of could segue into our next little segment that we have of kind of overall, in a quick summary, name me a couple teams that you think did really well. And you already, you already mentioned them in, the, in our, our discussions, but what do you think? Yeah, I think we just, like, got to talk about the Mavericks and the Sixers, man. Like, again, yeah. I know I, I just said it, but I don't know how – like it was so obvious what the Sixers needed to complement Simmons and Embiid, and yeah. and like how how have you gone for years at this point with those two <laughs> like three four years? Yeah, and you're yeah, just like it. you don't figure it out, and you bring in one guy who's like, man, this is easy. Like you give me these yeah. two, this is easy to build around, and yeah, I'm yeah. gonna trade for Seth Curry. I'm gonna draft draft Tyrese Maxey. I'm gonna dump Horford. Um, you know all that. Like they've just made a bunch of smart moves. Oh my and they god, just I know. Like a, a well-oiled machine at this yeah, point. Yeah, and, and and as a Raptors fan, having someone in like the division mm, yeah. doing that well, it's not the greatest to see. But like, man, hats off to them. They t- drafted Maxi. They got Isaiah Joe, who's like a shooter. Yeah, a really good shooter. Good, one. good, good shot. Yeah. Good call. And uh, Paul, and then they drafted Paul Reed from I think DePaul. Another good one. Yeah, that's a great. He's a, I, he's, he's, a, he's a big who could be a scorer. Yeah, he's a big who's a scorer. And I'm like, man, I just can't believe, like, this is, you could tell this is Daryl Morey's team. I don't know what they were doing before this, but, like, he, <laughs> he's putting a stamp on, like, this team, and it's looking yeah. really good. You could tell he's trying to make it work with uh, Simmons and Embiid. I mean, who knows? Maybe by tomorrow, uh, James Harden will be traded to Philly. Who knows? But, like, it, oh it looks like he's God. trying to make it work. And I'm actually all, like, all, like, props to Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers and just like I just think it's going to be amazing for 76ers team and um if you're a 76ers yeah, fan out there honestly I'd be excited I'd be super excited yeah I feel like like we're saying all this and I do love their moves but the Sixers I feel are still a little bit of like uh I'm not going to trust you guys until you really show me team like you oh, guys yeah. have looked promising before and never got it going so I feel like they're still a little bit like they're the Sixers they could still poop their pants and lay an egg. Um, so they kind of need to show it to me a little bit, but I definitely think this could be their year. I, honestly, so I agree. Um, but like I said, like if they keep this core and they make it work with Simmons and Embiid, I think the sky's the limit. They don't even have to win this year. Like think about it. They're, those two guys are their main guys and they're what, younger than 25? 25 or younger? Like they have a lot of time to build. All their pieces they're getting are still young. Seth Curry... Tobias Harris is still relatively young. Was he 27, 28? They just traded Horford away, who was like the oldest person with a bad contract. Danny Green's the oldest guy, and like he's an expiring contract next year. Like they're like set up so perfectly for the future. And they have good trade pieces in case they want to go for a big guy. So I think they're set up perfectly, even if they don't win next year. But I don't know. I really like I really like what Philly's doing. Another team, actually, that I really liked in the draft was the Spurs. They they drafted Devin yeah. Vassell, Trey Jones, and Tyler Bay. And so I yeah, think those, see, are, those are those are just defensively responsible, yes, yes, smart players that Popovich is going to get a tune out of for yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and then um, okay, we're just kind of quickly go through these uh, Golden State Warriors. I like the Wise and Mannion, even though I know you're yeah. not a big Mannion fan, but I like what they did got no, there. But and another one another, we could talk. Yeah, no, yeah I, know, I was just going to say I, I don't I didn't love it, but another team you trust to do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then another one that was had a, I think a really good draft that you would not expect had a really good draft. Until they ruined it after with the signings they made was Detroit. I really like what they, who they <laughs> well, drafted. They, Detroit they had look, a good first pick. They Killian Hayes smashed that one out of the park. Love that pick. But yeah. the rest of their like Isaiah Stewart at sixteen, I thought that was a 
horrible pick, to be honest. Really? I, I like Isaiah Stewart. I thought that, like, you're drafting base. Like, is he ever going to be a starting center? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's got high upside. Like, why are you drafting a backup center that high? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I think he had upside. I think he had the opportunity to grow into something that, like, pretty good um, in Detroit until they like picked up like three other centers the day after two days after yeah i don't know let's yeah and <laughs> they, I like, they I like, had a great pick with hayes but everything they've done like, okay then, but also like <laughs> i also like sadiq bay i had him really yeah, high on my, that's on my true. board too sadiq bay is pretty so, good okay so, so I, I, like, I like those half of a good draft yeah <laughs> we'll agree to disagree but we could definitely agree on killian hayes that guy's a stud they got yes. him at seven yes i think he's gonna yes. be really good um so which is so disappointing because man, they they need someone like when you have a rookie point guard, you want someone like like to open the floor and kind of make them create plays and learn how he how he goes. But when you're picking up like three centers and like who okay who did they get? Was oh. it like Jalil Okafor, Mason um, Plumley, right? Mason Plumley, sent- yeah. Oh. And uh, and like when, there was one other person. Was it Desmond Bain? They traded for no Desmond Bain. No, no, just sorry, not Desmond, Desmond Bain. Uh, what's his name? Uh, from Atlanta. Oh, Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman. Yeah, was it Dwayne Dedman? Yeah. I, don't, I think. Yeah. I think. I think they waived him though. But yeah, oh, just garbage okay. after garbage. No, like, like, what are they trying to do? I don't understand. I honestly, I honestly, that's why I said I honestly don't understand. You had a good, in my opinion, you had a great draft, and then you just like pulled that that trash out of the garbage and just like like I just don't understand it. I don't oh, understand. So it. another one was they traded. Uh, they traded someone. I think this happened today. They traded for Zaire Smith who okay. had all those health complications, but was a pretty mm. sought after prospect. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, okay, you guys are going to suck this year. Maybe try and uh, like, try and make this guy rehabilitate him into, into the good prospect he once was, but then they, yeah. they traded for him and they waived him and he's like <laughs> yeah, 22 or something. And, they, yeah, and he was a high understand. prospect and they're going absolutely nowhere anyway. I don't know why you wouldn't keep this guy. And they just waved him. Like, I know that's not a huge deal. It's, uh, Zaire Smith is not going to yeah. break, make or break your team, but just no direction for them. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't understand. Uh, okay, I can't, I can't stop talking about Detroit anymore. They're, they're cheesing me right now. All right, so we'll segue to our final kind of like little segment for the draft recap. Uh, there's a lot of two way two way contracts or two way pickups right after the draft. Give me one that you really like, just as as for fun. Maybe a player you liked in college. Well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it simple. And Ashton Haggins out of okay. Kentucky didn't get drafted. He was a bricklayer on offense for Kentucky. <laughs> spent two years there, but man, he was a defensive menace. Yeah. He was where, an where absolute did he go? pit bull. Where did he uh, go? He went to Minnesota. Actually, oh, Minnesota, nice. Okay, yeah. You gotta get and uh, God knows they need some some help defensively. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, true. he could just be like a pure pit bull on defense, face guarding players. Uh, yeah. picking up guys full court. Um, and I just love seeing like guys like that that are not very skilled offensively, but are just working their butts off on defense. Um, so, yeah, I'll just keep it in with a Kentucky player there nice, going nice. from one favorite team to another. So, like that right. one. That's a cool. fun one. Yeah, happy for you for that one. I didn't know he went to Minnesota. That's cool. Uh, so, my my boy that I got to say is my boy, Freddie Gillespie. I, I got to I gotta keep it in-house. Uh, for, for all of you that don't who are sleeping on this guy, he's a... Uh, He's a big man from Baylor. Um, he got his two-way contract at Dallas, actually. So, big shout-out to uh, the, the future NBA champion, Freddie Gillespie. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Going <laughs> to make us a, some he, money? <laughs> yeah. 
so he was a to tell a brief story about him and why I really like him. He was a walk-on in Baylor and he played two years in the NCAA third division for Carleton College in Minnesota. So he walked Jeez. on to Baylor. Yeah, he walked on to Baylor after that. He uh he made all conference Big Twelve. He's six nine, two forty five pounds, big, high energy, nine rebounds per game, and two point two blocks per game in the Big Twelve. So started from I, the I, bottom, I, now we here. Literally, taking the Duncan like, what a Robinson story. route. Yeah, honestly, yeah. So he was undrafted. Duncan Robinson, I can confirm he was undrafted. But yeah, no, I love it, and I'm looking forward to. It. I'm proud. I'm proud of him. Mm-hmm. I, I might. I might slide into his DMs and congratulate him for getting uh, that yeah. contract. Good job, Freddie. Yeah. All right. So now we're in the big, the big fish. Let's talk about all these NBA trades slash signings slash poor deals slash good deals slash I don't know whatever you want to call them. Um, but yeah, we'll start off with the big one. Uh, Drew Holiday. Uh, I'll kind of I'll kind of ring out because it's ended up being a four team deal. I have it all kind of listed out here. Um, so the four team deal included the Pelicans, OKC, Denver, and Milwaukee, obviously, because that's where Drew Holiday went to. Um, Milwaukee got Drew Holiday, the number uh, sixty Sam Morell pick. Uh, New Orleans got Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe, uh, a twenty five. Like 2025, 27, first, 2024, 26, um, second, and, and that's that was from M- Milwaukee. Uh, OKC got George Hill. Okay, there's a lot of players. George Hill, Josh Gray, Kendrick Williams, um, Darius Miller, a 23rd protected first from Denver, and two second round picks. And then Denver got RJ Hampton. <laughs> So that was yeah, a lot. Yeah, because R.J. Package. Hampton had the Bucks hat on the draft night, and then someone yeah. threw it across the room. And <laughs> I saw I that video. I'm so, so hilarious, funny. by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Bro, I saw that. I saw that video, and I think it's more of him. I don't think he's mad about going to Denver. I think it's more he's just cheese about having like slipping that far. Because honestly, that was a bit of a shock oh, yeah. to you. So yeah. I'd be cheese as well. He's being a he's being a bit of a spoiled brat. I think. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, so yeah. So what do you think about Holiday to Milwaukee? He's kind of like the big. Um, yeah, that's the most important part of that, obviously. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. So. Like, everyone, a lot of people are like, man, that's a huge overpay. Like, why would you do that? You're going to lose Giannis anyway. And I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I think, like, it's, I think Holiday's a winning player. I think he really helps him out. He's going to be much more trustworthy than Bledsoe. I thought Bledsoe yeah. was a bricklayer in the playoffs that could not be trusted to do anything, really. No. Um, I know they gave up a few for future firsts and I don't know. I'm, I've always been, I prefer the player rather than the draft pick just because, mm-hmm. you know, Drew Holiday is good, you know, bird in the hand over two in the bush. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think it's a really good trade. And even if like you say, Oh man, they're just going to use Yanis anyway. Um, okay. Well, if they lose Yanis, they're going to be bad anyway. Might as well go all in this year and, uh, yeah. and do what you can to try and win a championship this year. And if you win a championship, he'll probably stay. Um, I, to- I totally, I totally agree. I totally so go agree all in. I'm, I'm all yeah. for that. I love those yeah. trades. And, and I, I just don't, I hate the people that are like, exactly what you kind of, what you said was like, why trade all those picks for like Yanis Lee anyways? Like, and that's like, and that's literally, you're, you're like answering your own question. Like you're literally yeah. doing all that. Yes. For the possibility yes. of keeping Yanis and making him happy. Yanis has been out- outright and said, I'll stay. If the, if the Milwaukee makes the right moves. And in my opinion, and I'm sure yours as well, this was like the perfect move that they, that Milwaukee yeah. possibly could have made to kind of keep Yanis. Drew Bledsoe is one of the best defenders in the league. 
Pro- definitely top five, I would say. Top Eric five. And- oh, sorry, Drew Holiday. Did I say Eric Bledsoe? It, well, you said Drew Bledsoe, which was a quarterback. Oh, oh no, the, Drew Holiday. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Patriots, <I> think, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, Drew Holiday yeah, Drew is Holiday. one of the U.S. defenders in the league. So, yes. so I think defender. so. If if you if you if you get that, on top of that, he's a good offensive player. He could help carry the load for Giannis. Um, and at that point, they had the rumors of getting Bogdan, but that obviously that's a huge like that was a. a they mess. messed that up. They yeah, messed, they messed that, that up. Not gonna, yeah. not gonna sugarcoat that. <laughs> yeah. So, I, but like I, I think they were doing everything possible to keep Yanis. And I would, if I were the Bucks, I would risk yeah two, three first round picks and some seconds just to have the possibility of re-signing Yanis next year. I would do anything possible to sign a uh, two-time MVP. Hundred percent. Like it's and not. Also, it's like no. Not just. Not just to re-sign Yanis, but also to win the NBA championship. Let's yeah. let's not overthink yeah. this. That's what every team wants to do, right? And <laughs> yeah, this gives them true. a better chance to do that. Therefore, yeah. good trade. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And and it's funny, like it's funny you say that because um they gave all this for Drew Holiday, and I love Drew Holiday, but like imagine if they just weren't cheap and they signed and they resigned Malcolm Brogdon for what he wanted. Oh, for sure. Agreed. Could you Another, imagine? Yeah, they messed that one up, man. That was yeah. bad that they let him go. Yeah. They yeah. would. They probably wouldn't have needed to do this. I think Drew's no. probably a little better than Brogdon, but Brogdon's I agree. a player I love as well. I, I agree. No, no, I agree. Like, I think they didn't really need to do this because, one, you would have someone on the books already. Yanis loved him. Like, he's a great yeah. team player, and he would have been great for your team. And then you could have also gone and maybe traded for someone else. Like, you didn't have to give all this for, yeah. for Drew Bledsoe. You would have still had the stock and those those picks that you could have went for someone else to complement Brogdon, Yanis, and Middleton. So, yeah. that sucks for them. But, I mean, they're doing everything possible. I'm 100% with the pick. And uh, I have no complaints that in that for that trade. Yeah, good trade. Uh, okay, we'll move on to another big one. Uh, I would say it obviously the Chris Paul one. This broke, like, probably the day after we... um. We did our, our recording for our podcast. Um, so we'll go through it quickly because we talked about it a lot in the podcast. Um, we us, we talked about going to Phoenix and we were actually right about it. It actually did come to fruition because obviously we're, we had our ears to the ground. So we knew what was up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so it was like basically Chris Paul and Abdel Nader for, uh, to Suns for OKC. To OKC, you have Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, uh, Jalen Leck. And a protected 2022 first round. Mm-hmm. Jalen LeCue. LeCue. Is it LeCue? Oh, I see. I'm not. <laughs> I, don't have, I, don't have, I don't have those accents. LeCue. <laughs> got you. Got you. Yeah, I teach French <laughs> during the day. Not a big deal. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you, you just, you just teach uh, your kids how to pronounce, pronounce uh, French basketball players? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this is Killian Hayes. <laughs> Killian Hayes. Jalen LeCue. Killian? 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 Killian Hayes. um yeah i don't know i yeah i like this for the suns too man i gotta like the suns are gonna be good this year right how good where do they finish in the west and how far are they making i I think i think they they get to the second round of the playoffs uh depends where they land what seed but if they do like four or five i could definitely see them go second round playoffs 100 i'm gonna say no they don't get to the second round i think they'll be pretty good but you, but you agree that you agree they make the playoffs so you agree they make the playoffs yeah yeah okay yeah okay all right i don't know i feel like everyone's going to be super high on them because it's because they went eight no in the bubble <laughs> but don't lose track of the fact that that was kind of like a no pressure scenario um because yeah. they like they were play they're like oh yeah we'll just no one expects us to do anything and don't lose track of the fact that they were hot garbage the whole season before that so 
Um, yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like people are going to be kind of, they're going to be kind of everyone's darling team after eight, no in the bubble picked up Chris Paul going to have a full season of Aiton. Um, but I think they disappoint a little bit still relative to expectation. Fair. I mean, yeah, they were like the darling, but at the same time, they, I feel like they did prove themselves to be worthy of a potential playoff spot and adding an all-star and a future hall of famer is definitely going to get you over the, over the hump. And I, like, I don't think they're going to win it by any means, but I definitely think it'll help improve their team and help develop Devin Booker even more and all those young players there, in my opinion. Uh, so then we'll move on to the next because we're running out of time here. Uh, Kelly Oubre to the Golden State Warriors um, from OKC for a 2021 first conditional uh, owned by Golden State Warriors. Um, it's top 20 protected. So if they don't get that one, they'll get the Minnesota second round. And then a 2021 second round pick from Denver for sure. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, Kelly Oubre was never a player I liked, but I think mm. I, I think I was just wrong on him. I think I was just wrong because I thought he was really <laughs> strong last year, actually. Yeah, he was. Um, he can bring definitely bring some scoring to Golden State, which they lost yeah. with Clay Thompson, obviously. Different yeah, and that's why they made scorers. the trade, right? That's why they made but, the trade. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think he'll do good there. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Honestly, I don't really have to add anything much. Um, he's uh, He went to Kansas, right? Yeah, I think that's why I yeah. never liked him. I don't, I don't, that's exactly why I didn't like him. So I'm the same boat as you. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I agree. He's a very he was a very good player last year. He'll help Golden State a lot. And I think hopefully just, he, I hope hopefully he kind of knows his role because he's always kind of been the player on bad teams who takes a lot yeah. of shots. I think Golden State is like is the best team he's ever played for. I know they're missing Clay, so they're going to need some shots from him, but. Hopefully he kind of knows his role a little bit that he's like, you're not going to be the guy, Kelly. You're going to need to fit into a system. And, yeah. you know, maybe maybe he's another one who Draymond whips into shape a little bit. <laughs> maybe. That'd be fun. That'd be fun to see that dynamic. Um, yeah, he said he was happy. I saw, I read something where he said he said he was happy and it was like a perfect fit for him. So I think he's very happy about the move for sure. Uh, we'll move on to another signing that we kind of uh, developed in the last one was like two, three days ago. I think it was two days ago. Uh, Gallinari with a three-year deal, uh, $61.5 million. What do you think about that? Oh, and that, sorry, that was to the Hawks. To the Hawks, right? Yeah, to the Hawks. Yeah. I don't know. The Hawks are definitely going for it, man. Oh, 100%. I don't know if I particularly love any of their signings, but they're going for it. Give them credit. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna. Have, they have a lot of players. Like they have a lot of players that you'd think would get rotation minutes. Like they got <laughs> their their young players that they drafted last year. Yeah, they have they John Collins, Trey Young, John Collins, Anyeka Kongu. They just drafted. Yeah, they traded yeah. for uh, big man Clint from Capella. Houston. Yeah, Capella, and now yeah. they got Gallinari, Hunter, Herder. Um, yeah, they have, they have Reddish. Uh, Cam Reddish. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, I know what's talking. Oh, wait, and then Bogdan signed there? No, where did Bogdan sign? Yeah, yeah, Bogdan yeah, signed an offer sheet. It's not confirmed yet, but they're yeah. gonna have a logjam of players. I don't really know what they're gonna yeah. do with that. Um, I mean, yeah, but like this is the thing. Like I saw before um, all this stuff. I think it was before the draft. I saw rumors that they were gonna trade down, trying to get like players and assets to trade or sign. And like Gordon Hayward just floated around. Like Bogdan was floated around after the whole like. Milwaukee thing so I feel like from manage from ownership I think they were definitely pressured to like kind of go for it now and like make make a run for something deep into the playoffs especially with when Trey Young's still in his like rookie contract I think they kind of want to make some make something happen yeah. um so um I don't know if I agree with that to be honest I kind of just wish they would just like take the long road 
and I think they're I think they're trying a little too hard. I think, I think so they too. have they uh, they adopted the throw shit at the wall and hope <laughs> hope it sticks. sticks. <laughs> hope it sticks uh, strategy, and I think that's what they're doing with signing all these guys. Maybe something will stick, but I don't know. At the end of the day, it's uh, yeah, you're still yeah, still shit. I love Gallinari. Uh, I think he went there for his money. He is 32 years old, um, but I think he would have been more useful in a, a title contending team. I don't think Atlanta's contending for any title th- like this year. So I like I like him as a player. To me, I really like him as a player. Um, but yeah, good on get him for getting bag, his money. Get that bag, Danilo. Yeah, get, get that, that bag. bag. <laughs> yeah, same with Bogdan too. Getting that bag. Um, we'll yeah. move on to uh, the Rubio trade because I love that one. Uh, so it was a three-team deal. I'll just do the core of it. I won't like do everything. Rubio and the trade rights to Jaden McDaniels, which was a 28 pick um, from OKC, goes to Minnesota. Um, and also the tra- trade rights to Leandro Bomero, my boy from Argentina, number 23. And then uh, OKC gets James Johnson, uh, gets Alexi Pokasevsky, uh, and a 2024 second round pick from Minnesota. And then New York Knicks get the draft rights to, uh, well, basically essentially get three players. And they get a man, and one of them is Emmanuel quickly from the, like young young pieces. Yeah. So, what do you think about essentially? Really what like do you think about that. Rubio and kind of the draft picks that OKC get and the players and stuff like that? We could talk about quickly. Uh, I'm I'm a, I was always a big Rubio fan when he played in Minnesota before. Um, yeah. I don't know how much he's going to be like. I think this kind of hurts his outlook in terms of being a big impact player. Like I think he's going to have to defer a little bit to obviously the higher usage guys um yeah towns russell i guess maybe edwards uh even guys like beasley i, I honestly think beasley's gonna get a shot i know you made fun of me for that but i think they paid they just paid him like 20 million a year he's gonna get his shots um yeah. and he's a pretty good three-point shooter and that team needs three-point shooting yeah no I, Every I, team I, does. I yeah i agree with the beasley like that like he's a good player don't get me wrong i just don't think what they signed him to it was kind of shocking for yeah. the t- like the type of player he is, sure. yeah, and considering he had like allegations against him, so like it's just oh, like yeah. or charges pressed against him, so I'm like it, that's what shocked me more is like they, you put that money yeah. like the, I'm sure they know more of the information in Minnesota because they wouldn't put that much money if it was like something extraordinary like stupid, so I don't know I just was shocked more than anything, but yeah. Um, but back to Rubio, yeah, I yeah. think he's good and nice. He's he went into Phoenix and kind of sorted them out a little bit. Veteran mm-hmm. ball agree. handler helping out guys like kind of off ball guys like uh, like Booker. I think D'Angelo Russell's best position is off ball as a scorer. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe yeah. Rubio is almost the perfect backcourt player for him. Not yeah, a high usage guy, but a guy that can handle the ball and make smart decisions. Good passer. I agree. I, I know a, good guys. a great playmaker. A great playmaker. Um, he could. Definitely help alleviate D'Angelo Russell from handling the ball for the, like all uh, the whole game. Um, he's a great. I think the one big thing that I'll take away from this is that he's a great leader. I heard I saw a lot of things where Phoenix, everyone in the Phoenix Suns locker room loved Rubio. They thought he was a great yeah. team player. They lo- loved his character, loved him as a leader, and I think he'll bring that to um, Minnesota. And I think, I think, I think Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and D'Angelo Russell is going to learn a lot from him. I think he'll kind of teach him how to grow up as like um, kind of like growing older as NBA players and kind of teach him how to play the right way, think the right way. And um, I definitely, I definitely, they think he's like, he's still like, he's no scrub. He's not like someone at the end of his career. He's still a good NBA player. So I think they respect him in that, like 
uh, that as like as a veteran as well. Like sometimes you get young players that don't really respect the old guys because they're trash and they're at the end of their careers and they're only talking about what they've done. But Ricky Rubio still has a lot of good basketball to play, so I think they'll respect him. I think they're gonna listen to him, and I really like I really like him. I'm him in Minnesota for sure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so we'll also a shout out to uh, yeah, go well, ahead, just, I was gonna mention uh. I think Pokusevsky is a nice, nice little pickup. For, oh yeah, for oh yeah, your boy. Yeah, well, you, I'll give you a little bit gonna, of that. Yeah, for a team yeah. who's not gonna be winning this year, like maybe I don't know if he'll be ready to contribute this year. Man's got to put on some some muscle. He's he's <laughs> lanky. That's um, a long term game, yeah. But I think yeah, he's a long term term prospect to look out for mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I agree. Which they're yeah. playing the very long game, so kind of fits long, the bill. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, and then so Hayward. Signs an offer for one hundred and twenty million for four years to Charlotte. I'll let you I'll I don't know, talk this one first. I think that's a huge overpay. But again, maybe Charlotte's like, hey, let's bring in some big names and get some eyeballs on this team for the first time in well, ever. Not ever. <laughs> yeah. a little relevant when Kemba was there, but even then. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, overpay for a guy who's injury prone, who yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to say Gordon Hayward is a bad player, but you need your players to be healthy. And yeah, I just, I, I would be, I'm going to be, uh, I'm not going to be personally, but you got to think they're going to be really nervous every time he plays, basically, just because yeah. he's riddle at this point. Yeah, he had a, he had a great, like he had no season to sleep on last year with Boston, even with limited touches. Um, I think he yeah, no, he was really points, good before, uh, yeah, before his injuries. Yeah, so I think. I think he's a great addition in terms of he's a good player and could maybe be a, like a leader in that locker, a young locker room. Um, True. I definitely think, I don't know if they overpaid because I think the market asked for that much. Cause I, I saw that um, he did get offers from the Pacers and Celtics for a similar kind of four year, a hundred plus million. Like it wasn't 120. It might've been like 105, 110 or something like that. So it wasn't as much as 120, but I think if Charlotte really wanted them, they had to pay that much. So I wouldn't say they overspend because I think that's the mar- that was the market for Hayward uh, this year. He got and his I money. Think, kudos to him. I think that could be the market, but still be an overpayment just because yeah, it's kind yeah. of an overpaying market when there's not that many stars on the board. But like the thing is, if they wanted them, they had to pay that much, right? It's not like they just like yeah, yeah, no competition. Like just they just threw money at them and then they just took it, right? So yeah, um, I don't know why they wanted them. I think it kind of be like to to what you're saying. They wanted his eyes on the team with Lamelo coming in. They maybe they want to win a little bit. I don't know, but uh, I I, yeah. I liked I, I would have liked Hayward better in like the Pacers or the Hawks before they signed yeah, like on Gallinari, an actual kind of fringe contender. Yeah, so, I uh, I think it's good for him though. He'll he'll get yeah, a chance so. after kind of taking a back seat to the Tatum's and the Jalen Browns and the Kemba's. Yeah. Like I think he'll actually have he'll be the highest usage player on that team probably now. Yeah, I so. hope we get Utah Jazz, Gordon Hayward. Let me yeah. see that. Who's who's got him in fantasy? Good for good for I whoever has him in fantasy. Dev, I traded, I had him, and I traded him to Dev. I don't know if Dev traded. Oh, him. there you go. Dev needs yeah. some he's, help. So he's one. He's one of my favorite players, though. I love him. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk lightly about the Horford trade. Um, so the Sixers trade Horford, lightly protected 2025 first round, uh, 34th pick of the draft. And the rights to Vasil Micic to Thunder, and then the Sixers get Green and Terrence Ferguson. What do you think about that? I think Danny Green helps him out. Look where Danny's Green been. 
or look yeah. where Danny Green has been. He's won <laughs> titles with three different teams. That's the guy you yeah. want, man. That's the that's your lucky charm. I know he's kind of taken a bit of a beating his reputation just from <laughs> kind of laying some bricks in big playoff games, but yeah, there was like he was a almost a Finals MVP for San Antonio. He was still, I think, he, like he kind of had a rough, um, some rough series with Toronto, but man's a champion three times, three different teams. I still think he's got a lot to offer. Um, in terms of being a role player. So maybe not a lot to offer, but being a role player on a really good team, absolutely Danny Green. Yeah. I, I really like like I said, like hats off to 76ers, Daryl Morey. Man, they're making moves. Um I really like this. They obviously had to lose the trade in terms of picks and player like player yeah. quality because you if you're giving up that big of a contract, contract. Yeah, yeah. You had to give something. So I really like it. Uh Sixers get three point shooting, which they really need. Danny Green's still a good defender. Um, you got Terrence Ferguson and I, like a young prospect. Like, I mean, yeah, he's okay. He could maybe turn out to something if he has the opportunity. Um, very super athletic. Uh, he's a three point, uh, somewhat of a three point shooter too. So something else to spread the floor and both of those. So contract wise greens are free agent 2021 to 2022. So he has one year on his contract left. So he'll be off the books by then 76ers. Uh, have the option of re-signing Terrence Ferguson for a 5.7 million if they want to in the second year. So technically, after one year, those could be off the books and they could just let them go. So it's not terrible because if they don't pan out, they don't pan out. They're not stuck on your team. Um, I love this trade for the Sixers. Daryl Morey, hats off again. You a G, you're doing it big. I love it. Big um, winners, man. Yeah. Big winners. The Sixers. And then the last one, kind of, we already talked about this, but Seth Curry. Uh, Josh Richardson in a 36 pick, which was Tyler B. Bay, uh, for Seth Curry. What do you think? Yeah, yeah man. We already kind of talked about that, but yeah. yeah, love what the, I love what, like it kind of, it's a, it's a trade that works out really well for both teams. Right. Yeah. The Sixers add sh- shooting Seth Curry. Um, mm-hmm. the, the Mavericks add defense, which is nice to have around Luca. Um, I just think that's a great trade for both teams and both teams that are big winners so far from draft and free agency at this point. I agree. I totally agree. Um, Sixers doing it big and uh, honestly excited to see them play this season and good for Dallas too. I love it. I love it for both teams. Um, so now I guess we'll get into, um, this is run, we're really running out of time. We'll get into our betting lines. I know you had some big things uh, for me today in terms of, uh, Futures and any Liam Locks, a special segment for Liam Locks. <laughs> Cannot wait to hear it. Yeah, um, I just wanted to touch. I just wanted to touch on some because uh, we got NCAA basketball coming back this week. Love it. There's games yeah. all day Wednesday. At this time, there's still no betting lines out. At least on I was looking on like lines on the score and also on Bet Three Six Five. So for those actual games, there's no lines. So I was just going to yeah. give out a couple a uh, couple futures that I like. All right. Um, Rip them off. And how I how I've usually bet in the past is I'll give a I'll give one favorite or like one close to favorite that I think could win the win the title, and then I'm gonna give one kind of long shot because you like to follow that long shot a little bit too, get them at better odds, and uh, and they're fun to follow as well, right? All right, perfect. Um, perfect. So my just pulling up the odds here. My favorite that I really like, and I don't think we should overthink this. It's it's Gonzaga Bulldogs. They're bringing back guys like Kispert, Ayayi. They got that uh, five-star freshman, Suggs. Um, okay, yeah, yep, yep. And they're just a winning program. Haven't quite got over the hump yet, but I think in a year where 
you know, your blue bloods aren't looking that, that strong. Like your teams like Duke, usually at the top of the odds, you see Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, UNC, teams like that. Um, those guys are all a little bit lower. Gonzaga's right up there. I really think this is their year. The other nice yeah. thing about betting them, they're they're at eleven or at ten to one. Sorry. Oh wow. Um, okay. So they're co-favorites. They're co-favorites with Villanova. Um, yeah. So it is. And, and it is you are. And you know, like sorry to interject, but you you know they're always running in hot to tournament because they just sweep their conference. Well, like, that's almost every that's year. a big point too because you're yeah. getting them at ten to one now. When they're thirty and two going into the tournament, you're not going to be able to get them at ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, because they're going to sweep their conference. Oh, they're going to every be, year, every year. They're going to have one or two losses going into the tournament. So yeah. at that point, they're going to be the number one seed in the tournament, and they're going to be like five, six to one, seven to one type of thing. Yeah. So I no, think you get out a, nice and early, show. put some money on that, and uh, and just watch their odds climb the whole year, and hopefully yeah. uh, make a deep run. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And yo, what's uh, what's Kansas's odds? Can you shut shut that out quickly? Yeah, Kansas twenty five to one. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you we don't care. Love that's it. Really, yeah. That's everyone. Everyone but Andres. <laughs> everyone but yeah. Andres. No one cares oh, about Kansas. Yeah, They're not even a blue blood anymore. They're just a not corrupt even. organization. Oh, God, um, get Bill, get Bill stuff out of there. Yeah, a, a, a proper oh. set ladder. Gonzaga eleven. Uh, Villanova 11, Baylor 14, Kentucky 19, Baylor. Duke 21, Virginia 21, Iowa 21, Tennessee 23, Michigan State 23, Texas Tech 26, Kansas 26, Illinois 29. Those are all the teams that are 30 to 1 or under. Um, but I'm actually Man. going for my long shot. I'm, I'm going outside of that group. And at 40 to 1, I'm, I'm going back with uh, the Huggy Bear, Bob Huggins is West Virginia. Interesting. Um, the Big you, think, 12. you honestly think defense is going to win a, a championship? I think I think defense. Everyone says that, right? Defense wins championships. They're bringing back almost every player to their roster. Um, okay. They're they're a decent last year, solid team, and I just think, yeah, teams like that can be trusted. Good coach, good defense, continuity in terms of players. You don't have mm-hmm. to to bet in a bunch of freshmen with big egos that are maybe taking too yeah. many shots. I think that's the type of team that uh that could at least shock some big teams play really good defense. Um, they're not pressing anymore, so they're not going to be press Virginia, but they're going to be good defense, uh, West Virginia. So yeah. I, uh, I think they could, they could shock some teams. They'll be hanging around there in the big 12 title race. Um, and yeah, another nice. team, I think they, so, they get so, some big wins Their uh, the resume grows and, mm-hmm. uh, not a super exciting team to watch, but I think at 41 to one, they're, uh, they're undervalued. So, so you you wouldn't say press Virginia, but you would probably say good D Virginia. Yeah, good D Virginia. Sure. <laughs> good, good D. That's a working title. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, those are the two teams I like. All right, that I, I think I think fourteen to one for Baylor is pretty good. Um, I think you might get better odds because here this thing about Baylor, they're not going to be consistently good throughout the whole year, so you'll get the highs. Of like, I think they'll go as high as maybe like eight to one before the tournament, nine to one if they become one in the country. Um, but you also get that low that they that usually happens in Big Twelve play where they'll play a, rattle off a couple hard games or get a one upset and they'll drop like fifteen to one. You're like, oh shoot, there, there goes my odds. Um, yeah. I think you'll get them pretty good at fourteen to one unless you wait for that low, which probably will happen in the season. But I think at the end of the day, I think they're going to be a one seed if the tournament goes on this year. And I think it's a good to bet in now for that 14 to one, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I agree, man. I'm I'm just excited to see it happen. Excited for mm-hmm. the for the big games. There's not too many huge games right off the bat, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm as we get into for December, there'll be yeah, man. I'm just really we got robbed of the tournament last year. We were gonna oh watch it together. It's gonna be super fun. We, we were um, gonna put a kegger. We we're gonna do a kegger for that <laughs> for that for the tournament, and yeah. it all fell, it all literally all fell through. Like instead, we we had to we had to get drunk and watch uh, old games and reminisce and have a good cry. Yeah, and argue about stuff that didn't even matter. At argue, that time. yeah, <laughs> argue about, about who is gonna win matter. the tournament that will never yeah. be played. <laughs> that will never be played. No yeah. be right. Oh god, that was terrible. But it was fun at the same time. So, well, we actually, uh, this actually was a lot longer than we thought it was going to be, but it was actually a great discussion. I'm happy we could cap, we could cap off that ama- that really kind of not exciting draft because there wasn't that many picks in the first 10, 10 picks, or not that many trades in the first 10 picks. Um, but also exciting because there was big, big drops, um, big reaches. So NBA drafts always fun to watch. There was a lot, a lot of shit happened. In that in this last week, and we basically covered most of the big the big things. Uh, I think just to add one thing, I kind of we forgot to add. So Bogdan went to seven the Atlanta Hawks for seventy two million for four years. Kind of add that confirmed. In there so know. Yeah. So I think yeah, I think we kind of covered everything. Uh, next week we'll be coming with. I think next week we'll start with the more argumentative points. I think we had on the docket. We'll talk about Houston situation. We'll talk about. Um, how OKC is faring with all those picks and all those young players that they, all those trade assets they could still like trade off. Um, we'll talk about a lot, maybe the player empowerment argument. I know you want to say something about that James Harden and how we kind of left Houston um, to rot in a way. Uh, we can yeah. talk on, we can talk on a bunch of other points. A lot of good discussions we'll have, and we'll get those to you guys soon. Um, it was a great pod, though, Liam. I'm happy we uh, we knocked the second one off. Yeah, Dan. Always, always stuff to talk about. So we'll yeah. uh, never short of talking points. Had some fun. Thanks for yeah. having me again. No problem. So uh, thank you everyone for listening. Um, if you guys listen to the end, mad props. I know it's a long one, but you're probably big brain now for basketball. And uh, oh, yeah. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. All the support again. Thank you so much. Um, and then see you next time. All right. Peace, Liam. Peace.